We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, a lot of people will ask me, yo, Malcolm, where did you get your suit from? Whenever I'm getting ready for my big business meeting. And, you know, I'll tell them, you know, I only get my suits from one spot. And that's Indochino. And I tell them because, you know, Indochino, they get you the suits that just fit just right. Indochino is also the world's largest beta-better menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can also get measured and design your suits at your nearest Indochino showroom, or you can do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can save $30 on your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE. For $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. And I gotta say, that is a, an incredible deal for made to measure clothing. You really have no excuse for, to wear any suits that don't fit. Because really, <laughs> if you're wearing oversized suits, this is not the 90s no more. You gotta get yourself a fitted suit. So there's really no excuse to get a suit that fit. Yerp. Looks like it's no win November as the Detroit Lions fell to the Chicago Bears 24 to 20. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're gonna break down some of that game and how did David Blau look on his first ever start. We also have this week's Oopsie Doopsie and Baller of the Week. We have some voicemails from our listeners, and we also have the most talked about topic in November: Is Matt Patricia's job safe? We'll talk about that all in episode that's. 63 of the Pride Podcast. guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 63 on the blue wire network 
And today's episode is going to be sponsored by Indochino, ShipStation, and Harry's.com. I got the two suspects, as always, with me, Pierre and Malcolm. And usually, we record the day after the game. But since the Detroit Lions played on Thanksgiving, we had a few days to, you know, stay calm, think about the game, think about our thoughts a little more thoroughly, just so we're not saying bullshit in our pure frustration. We got to think about this game. We had time. We had the whole weekend. First of all, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving and a good weekend? Oh, I had a good Thanksgiving, yeah. Good weekend, too, yeah. I mean, the only thing that sucked was we lost, but... All right, but not good surprised. Thanksgiving. Overall, yeah, it was real good, man. You guys, you good? Friends, you guys family, good? Yeah, we ate good. Friends, family, got drunk a little. It was fun. How about yeah. you, Malcolm? Yeah, Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving was pretty dope. Got to spend time with some family, um, watch some football, and just 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 chill out, man. It was, yeah, it was straight. You guys doing any Black Friday shopping yeah, or anything like that? I, I did. Okay. I regret it. I mean, the lines were ridiculous. I tell myself every year I'm not going to go, but I just end up fighting myself at, inside of a mall. I don't know how it happens, but it usually happens. But it is what it is. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's fun, I guess. I do online, bro. I'm not going waiting like five hours in line. I just get what I want online and order and that's it. Yeah, today, today was Cyber Monday, so. Yeah. Yeah, I catch it quick, though, because the them online stores be like tripping. Yeah, bro, there's so many people. Fine. Yeah. It's fun though, man. Loki is fun. But yeah, we're not here to talk about Black Friday and Thanksgiving week. I hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving, by the way. Um, all right. So let's get into this Detroit Lions versus Chicago Bears game. The Detroit Lions have officially lost four straight games to the Chicago Bears, believe it or not. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. So um, you remember when Lions fans used to always brag about that Green Bay streak? Yeah. We got that Chicago streak against us now. All right, but let's not talk about that. Um, so, uh, David Blau obviously got the start in this game. But before we get into that, let's talk about some injuries that happened in this game and some transactions that happened after this game. So, um, Pierre, what was the injuries that happened in this game? All right, so after the game, um, after Thursday, uh, they placed Jeff Driscoll on IR. He has a hamstring injury. I guess they thought the injury was more serious than it appeared to be, so he's going on IR. They signed Kyle Sloter off of the Cardinals practice squad, and they also signed Joe Callahan to the practice squad. And today, we are, we are recording on a Monday. Today, they placed TJ Hogginson on IR. He had a nasty ankle injury, man. I hope he's okay. Yeah, it was ugly. Uh, and so they do have a roster spot open. We'll see what they do with that spot. But yeah. Welcome back, Dan Skipper. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, Damn, you calling you calling it now? Um, probably not. Honestly, Wagner's healthy. Um, I doubt we get another tight end. We have already three. Yes, I'd say um the quarterback uh that Denver released, the kid out of Boise State, Brett Ripian or Ripian. Have four quarterbacks in the roster. Well, you know Stafford is like. I don't know what's going on they there. Said they're not, they said they're not placing him on IR. <laughs> if he plays a game, I know he <laughs> wants to play, and I respect that. But if he plays a game, what are we doing? Like, for shame. real. Yeah, like, shame on Patricia. Shame on Bob Quinn. Shame on Martha Ford. Shame on everybody. Who would ever put that if man he in that plays, situation? They're probably just not placing him on IR, but they know they're not going to play him. Yeah, I don't but, see a situation that he plays. You, you mm-hmm. can't play, man. He just – I love the guy. I don't, if he gets hurt, man, like – 
you know shit happens. You remember Derrick Rose in the playoffs? He heard mm-hmm. it, he got hurt, and then his career was like toast after that injury, man. We can't afford that. There's no point of playing him. Wow, you really can't. You, have you seen Pistons Twitter on Derrick Rose? You're really going to talk slander on Derrick Rose? I love Rose. <laughs> I love Rose. I'm just saying, like, back in the day, like, when you play a player that doesn't need to be out there and mean, like, in stupid minutes or, like, in a game that's not worth it, they could get injured, and that injury could be harmful. They could be, like, you know, you never know what happens. And he's getting old, too. Stafford is, what, 31? Two back injuries, a hip. He's had shoulder issues, too, in his uh, in his rookie years. Those could pop up again. You just have to be, like, you got to be cautious with him, man. I definitely do. All right, but let's get into this game. So I guess we got a few positives and a lot of negatives, but let's talk about the positives. Let's talk about the good stuff. And I want to start off with the positives. And that is another good week by Daryl Bevel's offense being shorthanded. So mm-hmm. we saw with a third-string quarterback, a running back that we grabbed off the streets a few weeks ago, put up 20 points against the fourth-ranked Chicago Bears defense. And mm-hmm. you're going to say 20 points is not phenomenal. When you go against a team like Chicago, that's very impressive, man. And people like to say the injury bug, like, Ah, uh, this year's been plagued with injuries. Look at this offense, man. Look at Daryl Bevel, what he's working with right now. And look how he's making it work. You know, he's making Bo Scarborough look good every week. David Blau has lo- looked really good in his debut. You know, this right. offense is clicking, even without Stafford. Obviously, probably, not probably, it would be a lot better with Matthew Stafford out there. That's not even a question. But what, I'm, but what I'm saying is that there's still a very competitive football team, a very competitive offense, even with all these injuries, and people make all these excuses on the injury bugs for the other side of the ball. But when it happens to the offense, we just praise the guys. We, we don't say no injuries or whatever. And, you know, what I'm saying is let's give credit to Daryl Bevel, man. He's making this stuff work, and, you know, he's had two quarterbacks, two backup quarterbacks to work with, and he's both made them look in my opinion, pretty solid. And, you know, the running back situation has looked a lot better recently with Bo Scarborough being there. So I'm going to give props to Daryl Bevel. I'm going to give props to the guys playing out there, guys like Blau and guys like Scarborough for executing what Bevel's putting out there. So props to the offense, man. Like I said, 20 points is not a sexy number, but when you're facing a team like Chicago, I'll take that any day of the week with a third-string QB and a third-string running back. So... Props to the Detroit Lions off. Another guy who's uh, I want to give credit to is uh, Sean Ryan, quarterbacks coach Sean Ryan. Yeah. Quarterbacks look prepared. Even Stafford, like he's kind of been like a QB's coach. Sean Ryan deserves credit, bro. Uh, the, I saw something about him that like Matt Rule was like rumored to get the Jets job, but didn't allow him to pick his coaching staff. And they said Sean Ryan would have been his OC. <laughs> so I wouldn't be shocked with the work that Sean Ryan has done with the QBs. And the job that Bevel has done with the offense, that if Sean Ryan leaves and becomes an OC with another team, and it's deserved, he's done a really good job with the quarterbacks. He definitely yeah. has. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? What's more, what's been impressive is Bevel's game plan to start the game. It's like for some reason he he's doing a really good job at catching teams off guard on what their quarter, what they think the quarterback's going to do. Could you you think about it regularly? A, a team started their third string quarterback. They're most likely going to come out there and run the ball. They're not going to expect them to air it out and throw 70-yard bombs down the field. Um, but Bevel's making it happen. So, I mean, I, I love the early the early game plan to catch teams off guard. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, you could probably definitely tell when it came to the second half. Chicago adjusted a little bit. They kind of figured out what David Blau was doing a little bit. And like we mentioned, they're a very good defense. So, I mean, it was impressive as enough how much David Blau even did in that first start versus a very talented defense like that. So, um, you know, I thought they did enough to win you the football game. And Daryl Bevels, man, show me week in, week out, man. Uh, he's looking like a good hire every week. Um, if we get into more in this episode, I'll have some criticism on Daryl Bevel, but as of right now, I'm going to, for the most part, overall, <laughs> I'm giving him credit. He's done a very good job for the most part, man. Yeah. yeah. I'd say like like 90% good. I agree. You know, if I had to grade him right now, I'd probably give him like an A-. minus. Yeah, 90% good. But then that's that, good. T- that 10%, that just makes me, makes me want to fight him. Oh, Look, yeah. no, no OC is perfect, bro. Like, unless you're like the elite guys, like Sean Payton or like Kyle Shanahan, you're not mm-hmm. really gonna get like an elite guy. That what he's doing, he's like one of the top OCs in the league. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, we're we're office. good. I'm good with Bevel, man. A lot, a lot of creativity and could be worse. I love it. Yeah. Um. So you want to get onto the criticism part of Daryl Bevel now? Oh, I mean, do you want to start or you want me to start? I, I could start. I mean, not, uh, not I'm, I'm going to say this. I mean, <laughs> what I don't like about Bevel is that he he goes, he gets away from the running game. And we saw that. We saw that against the Redskins when the game was tied. And so just running, your running back who's averaging almost five yards a carry. He just lets Driscoll throw the game away. That was on Bevel. Yeah. And um, we, we kind of see it every week. Like when the Lions get to the red zone, you have Bo, who's averaging again almost five yards a carry. He gets you to the red zone, and then they just they take him out the game, and they put in JD McKistic, and they, they they're giving JD handoffs in in the red zone, and they have um Bo on the sideline. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, I I don't understand it. Um. Some people like to say maybe with Scarborough's injury history, but like they're still giving twenty plus carries. I, I like to think he got twenty one versus Chicago, and what I don't understand is he got you to the goal line. Let him finish off the drive, man. He's been exactly he's been, he's been driving all game, man. He got you there. Let him finish off the drive, and that's his spot, man. Like short yard situations and in the red zone. That's where I'm putting Bo Scarborough in the football game. Rather than him, I mean, I'm having Bo Scarborough as my number one running back right now. Out of what we have, he's my number one back. I don't right. care with fatigue, whatever. He's my number one back right now. And if you want to put JD, you want to put Ty in, start off the drives, fine. But when he gets to the red zone, that has to be Bo Scarborough zone. Like, it has to be Bo Scarborough. He's going to get you the yards. He's going to get you the most yards out of the running backs you have right now. And that's... Not a question. He is. That's just a fact. Bo Scarborough is going to get you the most yards out of either out of Ty Johnson or out of um, J.D. McKissick. It's just I don't understand it. Um, one play that really stood out with me and a lot of Lions fans was the third and one in the fourth quarter, man. Um, yeah. You know, running on the outside with J.D. McKissick when you could just run up right up the middle with Bo Scarborough. I mean, I don't understand. It's not like Bo Scarborough's been stopped. He's having a good game. And this is a good Chicago Bears defense, and he's having a good game. I think you got to feed the hot hand. And I don't know why. It happened at least two to three times I saw. I, I saw it for sure at least two times. That one specific drive when we were in the red zone where we settled for three, 
And that one drive at the end of the first half, we put in, I believe, Ty or JD. I mm-hmm. said, yeah, you need Bo Scarborough in the game, man. It's just, I don't understand it. Like, if it's one time, you know, maybe I'll let it go. But it happened two to three times. It's unacceptable, and we had to settle for three points both times. So, Well, to be fair, um, the, the third and one play with JD McKissick, I don't agree. With, I, don't, I think Bo should be out there. But, I mean, Kyle Fuller just made a heck of a tackle. Fuller doesn't make that tackle, that sticks. So, you, it's just like... You don't need to be running no toss plays on third and one. Well, look, it's like a trick because the Lions normally run inside on third and one, right? So they not, were trying maybe something really. different. We well, they were it. trying to shy away from their tendencies. Okay, if you have both Scarborough in there, everyone and their grandmother knows you're running the ball. Then do a play action. Do something. Right, right. So then you have JT McKissick. You make the defense think, are they going to pass? Are they going to run? I mean, it's like, I think it's overthinking. They're a little trying to get a little too cute. It's, it is overthinking. But... At the same time, though, he almost had it. If Fuller doesn't make that tackle, it's six, and then we wouldn't be even talking about this play. Yeah, but he did, and now we are talking about it because right, it, was bad, saying, it, it was a play that shouldn't have happened. Because, I mean, yeah. everyone was even saying before the play, where's Bo Scarborough? Even before the play <laughs> happened. I was one of them. Yeah, I we, were, we, were, we were texting yeah, we, each we other. Like, where the hell is Bo? I'm like, where the hell is Bo? This is not just happening. Like, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. Sometimes when... Uh, we don't say anything before the play happens, and we were like, "Oh, what the hell are you doing?" Uh, whoever, Daryl Bever or Patricia, yeah. and we criticize it after. No, but literally, we were texting before this play happened. Where the hell is Bo Scarborough? Yeah, I think we all said it too. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> the thing so. is, if if Bo wasn't averaging four yards a carry, I'll be like, you know what? They didn't really have a running game. They were trying to make something out of nothing, do the toss play, and you know, hope that you could get the edge. You know, yeah, but. Bo was averaging four yards a carry. Like, right. <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't, that's something I just don't get it. Like, at some point you got to play physical football, man. Even though, even if they know you're going to get that, it's third and one, and they know you're going to run it up the middle, you got to have that offensive line bully that, that, that defensive line, and you got to get that first down, man. Exactly, man. I you agree. Gotta, you got you to you get the first down. You can't get too like they did this against Oakland too. They got a little too cute. They thought the play action would have fooled them, and everyone it was like, "I'll say this: if they would have ran up the middle of Bo Scarborough, and they didn't get it, we want to be talking about this because no. that's the right play." No, yeah, yeah, you know what not. they tried? They 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 went heavy. They ran up the middle and didn't get it. You know it is what it is, but that's right. the play you're supposed to run. Yeah, yeah, they just get too cute. I don't know if it's Patricia or Bavel. It's I put the blame mostly on Babel, but even Patricia, like, he should be like, I want Bo in there. He's the head coach. Like, I want Bo in there. Put him in there. Yeah. You know, I, I, Bo, I, I don't know. Bo barely got any red zone carries in a while since he got those two touchdowns against, was that Dallas? He just got one touchdown. He got one touchdown in Dallas? Yeah. His first drive yeah. ever. Or first drive as a lion, at least I should say. It's like I haven't seen him much in the red zone. I, I mean, yeah. but. I mean, like I said, there's a ten percent of bevel that's been bad, but there's there's been a lot of good. Yeah, there's been a lot of good. A lot wow. of creativity. Guys are getting open. He's uh, keeping guys open. You think like everyone's like different, so um he was really creative with Driscoll, like getting him in open space and using his legs. Stafford using his arm, David Blau, a little of everything, using his arm, you know. I like how he's like playing to his QB strengths and not like forcing things upon them. Yeah, versus unlike, like JBC, unlike our other guy. <laughs> JBC was not like he didn't know how to adapt. Bevel knows how to adapt when the certain players are missing or like even alignment. If like our old our two we had two starting alignment out like a couple weeks ago, right? Or a week ago. 
It was Wagner and it was Ra- R- Wagner and Ragnar, right? Did they both miss a game together? I uh, believe wa- so. Uh, no, Washington get Wagner returned. Okay, I'm not sure, but I'm just saying, like, when we had injuries with the offensive line with Cooter, everything was, like, a mess almost, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see with Bevel, it's like, he's good at scheming, man. I don't know. It's just, like, it doesn't seem like much of a drop-off when you have, like, a backup in there. You know what I mean? Because he's all he's all offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He, he, he is a offensive coordinator. He's not a guy who was a quarterback coach who, you know, we promoted and stuff like that. You know, they don't have that much play-calling experience. Right. Bevel been doing this for years. Bevel is a, he's an offensive coordinator. I think yeah. it's his fourteenth year or thirteenth year. Yeah, he. I mean, he's been here for a while. He's won championships. Right. He knows how to pl- call plays. He's a he's, he's a play caller. He's cost well. of championships. That's the ten percent. That's the ten percent. That's the ten percent, man. The short ninety percent is good. The ninety percent is good. I'll take it. But I sometimes, guess. like, look as a head coach, though, when when like you're the head coach and you have. This is just an example, like Patricia, like JT McKissick is there, or like in the case with Pete Carroll, they pass the ball. That just got to be like, no, we were going to run the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I put like when like issues like that arise on the head coach because the head coach could correct it, but he chooses not to. I mean, it's, it's a lot of head coaches don't don't step on the offense according to toes like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I, they have. I mean, they I was, listen, they, they probably have before. But they just try to let them do their job, and they kind of, like, manage it, you know? Yeah. I I was just going to say that. I feel like the defensive-minded coaches like that, I feel like they kind of just say, hey, man, you're the the offensive genius. Do what you got to do, and I'll worry about my defense and everything else. (laughs) Okay. I I think that's his forte. I don't think that's his place to to come in there. When you're head coach, though, it's your job is to oversee everything, right? That's why you're the head coach. Yeah, so I, mean, I think that still plays a role. Like you do know that he, he, we had Patricia standing there last year with all the Jim Bob Cooter's bad calls, and you know it just it just it just happens. It is what it is, man. Yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wish sometimes Patricia would take like instead of just like just watching the defense, kind of like just oversee like everything. Because we have a ton of issues, man. Just, yeah, we do. I mean, I think the offensive side of the ball is almost fixed. We just got to get, you know, we got to get right. I'm not even worried about the offense, to be honest. I'm worried. You guys want to get into the other phase? Oh, shit. <laughs> the defense. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I want to start with this. All right. Before we get into this Detroit Lions shit show of a defense, let's take a quick commercial break, and you can hear me talk about Harry's and Ship Station, my favorite. So then we'll talk about this shit show. Holiday season is coming. The holiday rush is coming, so you guys got to prepare. If you're selling online, you better get ready for ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you are able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep a track of all those orders or decide which shipping carriers to use or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you can be managing your orders, printing labels, and getting those products out your door and deliver it in time for the holidays. Like I said, it's very easy to print. I talk about ShipStation all the time. 
it's so convenient. They have all the big carriers as well, which is very convenient. No matter where you're selling, like I mentioned, Amazon, Etsy, and even your own website. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, makes them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And they even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage that are usually received for large, fortunate 500 companies. You'll always know you're getting the best deal. That's why ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holidays. Shipping this year, let ShipStation let you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get 60 days free trial set. So you guys are getting 60 days free and the holidays are coming up. So you have no reason not to try it out. That's two months free of hassle-free stress for the holidays. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Alright guys, let's talk about Harry's. You guys hear me talk about Harry's all the time. Best in the business for the shaving business. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave, it hasn't really changed much. The ancients of Greece didn't need the flex balls or the heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry doesn't overcharge you to you know, get those very expensive razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easily glide, low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Why would you use Harry's? Harry's is a return to the essentials. Quality, durable blades at a fair place. Just $2 per blade. Harry's just super convenient. Blades refill are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So if you guys do not like it, just let them know. They'll give you a full refund. Listeners of my show of the Pride Podcast can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire. You get a weight, Iganama handle for a firm grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shaving gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade to cover your your razor easy and grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving today. All right, we are back. Now, as I promised, let's talk about one of the shittiest defenses I've ever seen in line. Defense. Defense. Um, can, I, can I start? Because this really pisses me off. Defense. Remember how we said with Dallas that Dak had all day to throw? He probably defense. went through his progressions twice. Or Malcolm, stop doing that. Our defense. <laughs> Take the D out of the defense, okay? It's an defense. <laughs> It's an E, literally. Okay. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it looks like Mitch Trubisky. I mean, you're watching him. He, like, I could have made a sandwich. I could have watched some TV, took a shower, and he's still in the pocket just waiting for a guy to get open. And the, the Chicago O-line, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. It's not that good. It's not good. And they, um, they, 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 they beat us in the trenches, man. They had all day to throw. I thought they ran the ball decent. I think Chicago ran the ball decent. Um, 
We got the defense too. Bro, you got you got to get pressure. If you don't get pressure, you're not going to win football games. And there's a way you scheme pressure too. The way they the way they were playing defense. So they were rushing the passer, but they were containing it. They they weren't getting they were containing it to make sure Trubisky doesn't scramble. But Trubisky hasn't really scrambled that much the last couple of weeks. So it was a stupid game plan on defense. You rush the passer, man. Stop containing this bullshit. What are you going to contain? Then when you don't contain, you rush three, and the guy gets the first down. You know what I mean? Like, just the scheme is broken. It's flawed. I don't think you could fix the scheme. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. Malcolm, like, no offense to Christian Jones, but what does he deserve to be here for another year? You're asking the wrong person, man. I'm, I'm not. I'm not in the front office. I, I don't know. I have no clue why they why they resigned Christian Jones. I, I have no clue. Yeah, but, and then like you have nose tackles playing defensive tackle, Ashawn Robinson, and John Atkins playing defensive tackle. Those guys cannot rush the passer. Okay. Um, and then on the edge, you have like Flowers getting doubled or DK getting doubled, and we know they cannot beat a double team. It's just a mess. Mike Daniels playing again like very little of the snaps. They have like nothing to work with, and they're not blitzing. And even when they blitz, they they're, they're getting exposed. Their blitzing is trash. Their man coverage is bad, and their zone is bad. And that's because of the pressure. They're not getting pressure. And when the Ooh. quarterback has all day to throw, regardless if it's man or zone, they're going to get shredded apart. It doesn't matter who you, the quarterback is. Let me, let me ask you a question. Could you just blame like eight different things right now? <laughs> who who's up? Because you just said the players are not good. They're not good enough to do this. The coach staff is not doing that. Like, who's at fault here? Okay, it's it's the GM who puts the personnel on the field. The depth on this team is not that strong, and I don't want to hear injuries. CL has fourteen players on IR. Okay, they do. They're not. They're nine and two, and I think they're about to win tonight. I'm not sure what the score is. It's, and it's actually cool. a very good football game right now. Okay, yeah. so they're nine and two with fourteen players on IR. I don't want to hear no excuses about freaking injuries or whatever. We were healthy on defense. Yeah, even in the beginning of the year, Malcolm, we were healthy. We were uh, no, four, right. five, one. That game, we were healthy. Who were we missing? Snacks. That's it. Snacks. Yeah, we were missing. Exactly. And Everyone was out there. Hand was like coming off an injury. But still, it's not an excuse, right? You're, just, ask, you're, uh, ask, you're asking me? Is it is, is, is a defense, is an injury excuse? I mean, it all depends how you look at it. I'm not I'm not going to go to go into saying the injuries didn't play a factor on, on what's going on right now. Okay. They do play a factor, but good I mean, I'm not saying that the, the injuries is a factor to defense right now because the, I don't think the injuries ha- has anything to do with their defense. Um, plain and simple, the defense is just bad. Yeah, and it's bad. It's bad. Is it fixable? Of course. Anything is fixable. They could draft uh, Chase Young. You bring in Chase Young, this defense is fixed. I guarantee you, if Chase Young is into this defense, I guarantee the defense is fixed. And also draft some athletic linebackers, too. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. You could do that, too. But I think one mean pass rusher fixes the defense. Because and, the- and then that's because the quarterback ain't going to have that much time anymore. So I can't go in there and say it's not. it can't get fixed. Anything is fixable. You just get a, the right player in there and it's fixable. Yeah, but you guys want to hear Mitchell Trubisky's numbers? Yeah, uh, just going to his numbers, man. He threw for 29 completions. Mm-hmm. He, had, mm. he had 338 passing yards. He had three passing touchdowns. And he had a quarterback rating of 118. How do you do that? He even got an NFL shout-out. Have a day. What the hell is going on? <laughs> from, from, 
<laughs> NFL IG? Yes. God yeah, he, damn. Yeah, he, he had even, a day that... I don't know what to say about this defense because I have so much high expectations for this defense just on paper. And it just they just they just let me down. All phases. The coaching let me down. The the players let me down. I mean everybody just let me down. It's not it's not like it's not like they're doing something new. I came in there knew that, that they're gonna run cover one majority of the time. That's what they're doing. We all knew much. that. We With all like knew that. a little cover two here and there. Yeah, we all knew that. Did you going in the offseason, do you think they're gonna play anything different? No. I mean we all knew it was gonna it's, it's a majority of man scheme. So I'm not mad that they're playing man all the time. They can't get pressure. They can't I mean, right now we can't get pressure. It's bad. You know, we bring in Trey Flowers to be that edge guy, to be that pressure guy. But he needs help. He can't do it on his own. Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean Han played how many games this year? Deshaun Han? Not a, not a lot. Four. Not a lot. Uh, a couple games, guess. and he got hurt, and he returned last, and then he, he returned. When has Mike? When has Mike Daniels? When can we say that Mike Daniels is healthy? He's he's a bust free agent sign. He's been healthy the last couple of weeks. He hasn't seen uh, the field. Is he is he healthy? Yeah, he's he's just been on the injury report. I know, I know, I know, he's on the, I know he's on the injury report, but how's he feeling? Like is is, is he playing like his normal self? He's hurt. I wouldn't I think he's hurt, him, then man. he shouldn't be playing, bro. I don't think they. I don't think he's good. I think those injuries hurt his production. Like he's not the same player he was. Yeah. I think I think even uh, I think if he was healthy. I think he'll get more than we said nine percent snaps. He's getting out there. Well, then why why is he active then? If he's only seeing like a couple snaps, why is he active? They couldn't make him. They couldn't make him inactive. We you had six. Did, didn't we have six injuries last week? They could release him. I mean, they could. They could. We got Ray, it's, it's been, we got Ray Smith always waiting. It's it, it's just it's a mixture of so many things right now. It's just been bad, but like I said, I I do think it is fixable. And it's fixable if they change the scheme. You cannot rush three on third and long and whatever. You can't. You, you got to bring blitz. You got to get creative. You can't just be like like bro. Their coverage, like you could read it right away before the snap. Like quarterbacks know it. You got to disguise your coverages. Get creative. Um, disguise your blitzes, you know, kind of like they could just rush four. They could rush four, and then as long as they get pressure on four, I'm happy. I don't care how many, whatever works. I, to be honest, I don't care how much they could rush one. Did that one guy's putting pressure on the quarterback? I, mean, on, I can care less. That's not they've, happen. they've tried to trust me. <laughs> that, that, you <laughs> gotta rush. You gotta <laughs> rush. I, I, if you want to rush three, care. maybe once in a while, that's fine. But they rush three a lot. Yeah, they, yeah, they do, and that could be. That could be a play that they have, and the play caller just calling that play. And the problem is, every week we're seeing the same issues, and we're not seeing them get fixed. And then we're seeing more issues, and they're still not getting fixed. So, like, every week more issues are piling up, piling up, piling up. And it's only starting to become a joke because quarterbacks are attacking the slot now. There, there's no pressure, right? You leave Justin Coleman one-on-one. Um, safety is helping someone else or no safety help. You're gonna get torched, man. Justin Coleman is not a fast, like he's not super fast. I think he's four five speed. When he lines up against those speedy guys, he's gonna get torched without no help or without a pass rush. No one could cover that long. I don't care who you are. Here's an example. Remember Richard Sherman was kind of like down like the last couple years with the Seahawks and with the Niners a little. Then they 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 signed some guys. They bring some pressure. Now he's playing like one of the best corners in the league. Are you tell Are you telling me a guy who played corner that? A front four, a pass rush is going to make the secondary look better? A lot better. 
Are you telling me that and I've been preaching that to you since episode like five? Well, yeah, I'm trying to like <laughs> let the listeners know this too. Like, we know this. But I mean, I know that already. The, 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 the thing is, and that's why I said it's not fixable this year. We don't have the guys to put to generate pressure on a quarterback. We could we could rush, we could send five at a quarterback, and guess what? The quarterback's still gonna have all day. We could send six, and then if you send six, quarterback's still gonna have all day. If you send seven, somebody's open. Then what? Yeah, and the linebackers have been really bad too in read and reaction. They're missing tackles. Like your best linebacker is a rookie linebacker, and that's not supposed to happen when and he's you not. Have... It's not very good either. Yeah, yeah. Right he's now... your best linebacker. Jared Davis has been balling out the last couple of weeks, but. I mean, he hasn't been consistent. Your best linebacker, the most consistent linebacker on the roster is Jelani Tavai. And that's not saying much. That's, that's bad. how bad that's our bad. linebackers are. And that yeah, falls bad. on the GM. It does. It Your does. I mean, out. I don't know what they had, what division they had, because, I mean, it just didn't work out this offseason. Right. It just didn't work out. From, I mean, there were some guys who came in and contribute. You know, Danny Amendola. One guy that came in and been consistent. Yeah. Trey Flowers, you know, is he worth all the money that we paid? Probably not. But he's he's getting better by the weeks. I think he got like one sack at the last like what four weeks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like he got a sack per game. So he's he's coming on his own. I mean, like his numbers actually look identical to last year, and he only played half the season. Right. So I mean, Trey Flowers is being Trey Flowers right now. We got Jesse James balling. No, just James is not falling. He ain't did nothing. Why do we pay this guy? What I don't understand is, is though, Bevel said, uh, Bevel actually said this, like, he said our best room is our tight end room in the building. So why don't they use him? And I was like, okay, then, like, why don't you use him? Like, we know they're talented, okay? We know these guys are talented, like. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, they don't don't feature their tight ends that much, man. Uh, Honestly, man, like. The production that I put out this year, man, I mean, I don't know. It's on pace with other rookies pretty much put on. It's not that bad. Yeah, on pace. But where did he get drafted compared to those other guys? That's, that's, that's the more I story. always tell people, no rookie tight end has came in the league and straight up balled out. Oh, you, you look like you're repeating everything I told you when, before we drafted him. <laughs> well, like, I know that, had man. Hope, said I know already, that. But you know, like... He's only 22, man, and like the sky's the limit for him. That's that's no problem. But Patricia and Bob Quinn don't have time, and we talked about this. They don't have time to well, for TJ Hawkinson to grow because you guys already know that. You guys are already throwing. You guys already want these guys out. You already want Bob Quinn out. You already want Patricia out. Right. But why did TJ Hawkinson bloom to this drunk that everybody thought he was going to be? Then everybody gonna say Bob Quinn's a genius. Well, it's too early. He could be that. It's like it's too early to say what he is. We we don't know what he is. Exactly. I, I get that. But when you draft in the top ten and you have a fan base who's not really patient, you they need don't to make care sure about their fan base. They care about what they want to do. They don't listen to what we say. They listen to what they have to say. I mean, that's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll I mean, that, that's, that's taken that, That's fine. But look look at their situation now. They got eighty percent of the fan base. <laughs> that's riding around Ford Field that wants them out right now. Well, it's 50-50, I'd say. You think it's about 50-50? I, yeah. So. I'm dead in the middle. I'm dead in the middle. I'm at a point right now that <laughs> I'm right in the middle. So if Patricia 
is is fired, I could just jump across that line and be like, ah, he's fired. <laughs> and then if he doesn't get fired and he actually works out, I could just jump across the line and be like, ah, told you he's gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like in the middle. That that's where I stand right now. I actually don't care if he gets fired or he or he um or if he stays. Yeah, I'm in the middle too, Malcolm. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> not. I'm in a bit so, because honestly, I think honestly, like whatever the organization feels like will be best for the organization to make us win. That's what that's what I want. If they think firing Patricia will make the organization better, I'm all down for that. If they think keeping him another year will make the organization better, I'm all down for that too. I don't think they thought this was the year. Do you think yeah. they thought they were going to go three eight and one right now? No, I honestly, honestly don't think they thought they were going to lose Stafford. Well, because if we had Stafford, I don't think we'll be 3 8 Well, they did, actually, we'll because be they were think... super cautious with them in training camp. He missed a lot of days. like He had a lot of off days. I know. They had but... three quarterbacks on the roster at all times. They were super cautious about it, bro. Like, okay. you they, were, they were, but I, 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 Stafford I, hasn't I, missed a game since 2010. I love Stafford. I love Stafford. But Stafford not being out there is not why we're 3 8 and one though. I agree. I, it's the defense. I, I, I think I think it, it plays a big factor to it because there's a why. There's a why. I do say that. And I'm gonna just. I just want yes or no questions. Okay, I'm, well, just, I'm, 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 I'm just bringing up. I know where you're going. Let me ask you a question though first. Go ahead. Ask. If your starting quarterback gets hurt and your whole team is doomed, that, that's like that means your roster is shitty. I mean, that's 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 almost everybody. We knew that. Look at the, Packer, knew... look at the Packers. No, the past no, few. it's not everybody. It's not everybody. Okay. You look at the Panthers, they're without their starting quarterback. The Jaguars won game with Gardner Minshew, okay? No, but they have a well, – all those teams you just mentioned have a running game. Stafford is 95% of our offense. Okay. All right? And, and that's fair. He's 95% of our offense. No, I know. In the offseason, if you'd have asked yourself – if you'd have told yourself that Stafford is going to miss half of the season, how many games do you say he will win? Not very much, but – this offense is still playing well. But that's well. not fair because the offense is doing work with backup quarterbacks. And the defense I didn't think, is like shit. I would never have thought a backup – because after training camp, I would never have thought a backup quarterback would have been able to do anything. But David Blau and Jeff Driscoll are not doing a very bad job. That, they're, they're, not, they're not. They're, they're, they're being serviceable right now. But at the same time, they're working with a team that's not, that's not going to be able to win right now. I mean, you don't have the greatest defense, so you got to put up numbers, big numbers. And who's that on, though? Um, it's on. It's on a lot of people right now. But let me just say this right now. Just, just give me yes or no's. Okay. All right. Okay. The Lions played the Bears. Okay. They lost thirteen to twenty. If Stafford was in that game, who wins that game? Lions. Detroit. Detroit, right? All right. Let's go yeah, to okay. the next game. Next week we played the Dallas Cowboys. We lost thirty-five to twenty-seven. With Jeff Driscoll. If Stafford plays that game, do we win? I'll say that's like up and down. I don't know. Driscoll did enough to win. I don't know. I'm not saying that. No. Well, he put up 27 points. You gave up 35. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, what Stafford are you doing? Make bro? their offense better to score one more touchdown than Jeff Driscoll. I don't know. I don't know. know. Like, Driscoll put enough. Their game plan too. If we had Stafford, they could have been more aggressive. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm not Stafford saying would have made. How many? You know, how many? How many passes did Driscoll overthrow that game? That Stafford would have made. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get into this because it's not like fair to like. Just yes or no? I'm no. not saying either. Do you, do you think not, yeah, they would win know. that game? I'm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you it's the same so? result. What about the what? What about the Redskins game? 
Yes, they won. All right, let's get into this. What about when they when Stafford was putting like thirty points a game? I'm, right? I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Let, let him continue. Let him continue. Let okay. Him continue. All right. Go ahead. The Washington Redskins game. Yes, they beat the Washington. You think Redskins. you think they'll beat them? They yeah, beat they the Washington Redskins. Redskins. Yes. What about the Bears this weekend? Sure. I mean, over they Thanksgiving. Destroyed them. Yeah. Destroyed them. If you don't said yes to all four of those teams, even the one maybe, that's a seven four and one team. Okay. Cool. We're mediocre. We're not going anywhere either. What I'm saying is, you're seven four and one. You're in the playoff hunt. You're one game back from the playoffs. Shooting yeah. our draft pick. Yeah, it's beautiful. I I hear you. That's not. We're not going to win the championship. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, you're looking at we're three eight and one right now. Saying is injury injury is not a factor. I mean, it kind of is because if we weren't that hurt, we won't be three eight and one. We'll say we. I won't say we'll be undefeated. But we won't be three eight and one. Okay, okay. but but, but okay, when said, Stafford was healthy, Todd, what was the record? You know it. When Stafford three, was healthy, three, what was four and one. Three four and one. There you go. Yeah, but look at the teams they played though. They and played I'm not, the I'm not, Philadelphia I'm not saying, is not as not good saying, as they were. Chargers not are not that good. Look look at the Chargers and the Eagles, bro. They're not good. We beat them, right? Kansas yeah, we, City, we lost. Raiders lost. Packers Raiders, we lost. lost. Raiders are not Packers, that good either. Vikings. Like Raiders are up and down, bro. Raiders are up and down. Vikings, Packers, Chiefs. I mean, come on. Like the Eagles, even though the Eagles just lost to the Dolphins. Your three wins were against that bad was a teams. Tough game. We, I mean, that wasn't a game that in the like in the offseason, people are looking at it as one of the toughest games in the season. Sure. So was the Falcons yeah, game in 2017. Game plan of a defense. He had one good game plan. Big deal. He still failed. You lost I'm the not, game. I, I I get that. We we did lose the game. But at the same time, if we'd had Stafford this whole year, we will be seven, four, and one. And in the playoff hunt. I mean, I don't know if that's fair to say either. I like I said, I think Blau and Driscoll have done enough to win you at least two to three games out of they, their four games. They did it though. They're they're <laughs> it's because the defense the gives up five hundred yards. How do you expect to win a game? You He's gotta, right. gotta have, you gotta have a high power offense, and that's where your elite quarterback comes in the game. I don't no, care. No, 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 no. I disagree with that. Five hundred yards of defense on defense. I think that falls in the GM and the head coach. The GM for not putting, getting better depth out there, and the head coach because he's a defensive fucking genius, right? Where is that? I, I hear you. I hear you, but we had bad defense. Suffered played with bad I'm defense dumb, every I'm year, dumb, except twenty thirteen. Yeah, those 23. are excuses, bro. I don't not make excuses. Not, this is not an excuse because the reason why I say that is because. So I've been playing with bad defense since you know every year except 2014. Yeah, We've been in the 30s. Every coach, though, I'm not giving that excuse year. anymore. It's on the coach. Where they hired defense because yeah. the defense was trash, right? And no, this they, defense is got worse. It 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 did. <laughs> it, 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 it did. So that falls on the GM for hiring the wrong uh, coach or the wrong whatever you want to say, right? And then look at the players they have. Like, is the personnel that good? I mean, it's okay, but they could be better at drafting and better at signing guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, and this is where I don't get Patricia a pass for. Those games in the beginning, we should have won. There's a lot of games we should have won. If you have a better coach, you would win those games. Exactly. That's where I don't get Patricia a pass for. Like the Cardinals game, that should never have happened. We should have won that game. The Chiefs game, better coach would have won you that game. Exactly. It's just it's stuff like that. You know, it, it, it happens. So what gives you hope that he could change this? Well, Ed Rusher. Ed Rusher change, will change the whole. I don't care if they play cover one next year. If they get Chase Young, if they get a AJ, you know, they get a, a guy in there that could generate pressure every single play. Yeah, I think it's fixed. 
Not every single play, but like most of them. Every other play. We need, we need a game record. We need somebody that's going to, if they rush four, the, the quarterback's going to know they rush four. It's not, they're not going to rush four, and then the quarterback feels like they're rushing one. They're just, they're just chilling back there. They, they could take a nap, wake up, read a book, wake up and throw a pass now. I yeah, don't think, like, we don't I have don't that think, guy. I don't think one guy is just going to flip this whole thing. I think it's more than just one guy. I think, I, think, I think an edge rusher would, because if you look at the running defense, the running defense is slowly coming on their own. I'm not saying it's totally fixed. Uh, rushing defense is slowly coming on its own. This defense is ass, dude. We let Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> throw 300-plus yards. Here's the problem. We have no, we have no pressure. You. We have no pressure on them. Here's the problem with the defense. You have a defensive line that's built really weird, okay? Like, you have two <laughs> nose tackles, and you got one edge rusher, and then you got another guy, like Devon Kennard. He's good, but he's not, like, like he's, he's not above really, average. He's, he's not, not he's elite. Not he's not gonna, good. Okay, he's yeah, above not, average, you know? And then playing against Devon Kennard, I promise you. You. Ha- you have your linebackers, right? Your linebackers are all average to below average. You have no one that's good or super good. Then, you, okay, look at your secondary. You have Slay, who's a really good corner. You have Tracy Walker, who's a good safety. After that, I mean, Will Harris, he's not ready at all to play. Nothing against the guy. I, I mean, I hope he has a bright future, but right now he's not ready. Okay. You have Rashawn Melvin, who's like, I think he's going to get benched for Amani or Warrior, and Amani has been playing well. Okay. Then you have what? What do you have? You're like, you have nothing. Justin Coleman, he's good, but he can't play one on one. Like, Who's picking up these guys? Bob, Bob I, and Matt Patricia. Y- yeah, they are. I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm not giving them a pass all, for that. <laughs> they're all their guys. The only guys that are not theirs on defense the is Jared Davis. Davis, Darius Slay, and um, Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, I told, I'm not giving them a password. That's 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 their fault. <laughs> so, but when I say one did, player could change his defense, when I when I say that, like I'm gonna just throw a random name out there. And we had what? Nick Bosa on our team. We drafted Nick Bosa. So let's say pff, Nick Bosa was our eighth pick. I'm not saying Nick Bosa that. fell. Just, just, just say we're dreaming right now. We're dreaming. Okay, okay. Let's we're just dreaming. say Nick Bosa fell to number eight, and we picked up Nick Bosa. What type of defense will we have? What gives you the trust they could get a guy like that? They like TJ Hawkinson. They had a chance to get Brian Burns, who I love. They took TJ Hawkinson. They had you, chances you, to you get Justin Hawkinson. Hey, this is this is, he was, this no, is look, you. Look at my ranking. You wanted Hawkinson. Okay, I want him, but I did not want him first. I wanted Devin Bush first. I wanted Ed Oliver, and I wanted Burns all over him. They took Hawk. I liked Hawk. I'm not going to lie. You, but they you took wanted, the players I wanted more over him. I could have sworn you wanted Hawk okay. more than those guys. But, but I'm saying, what I am saying, though, do I trust Do I trust him to pick the right pick? I mean, after them destroying this draft? Not really. But, I mean, we have a top pick, top three pick, and Chase Young is there. You don't think they're going to draft him? I don't know. Like, this they, team... they better. <laughs> I will draft him for him. I'm just saying, man. But, like, but this... I, I, what I'm saying is, if Nick Bosa was on this team, the type of defense we have right now is not won't be the same defense because Nick Bosa generates pressure he's all not, the time, all the time. On the 49ers for a reason. He's on the for, <laughs> I, I get you. he's on the 49ers. They find but talent. I, that's why. I say, that's why I said one player could change his defense. If they get that one player, their defense could be fixed. John Lynch could find talent. We can't find talent. Let's get into this oopsie doopsie of the week. Play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. And um, it's it's simple. You guys know it's my boy, 
Matty P. Matty P and that Lions defense. Every single one of you. Every single one of you what that the... was on the field gets the Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. Man, why wait, are you doing wait, my guy wait, like wait. Amani like that, man? He played well. Jared Davis played well. They got a pick. They got a pick. And now, how are you going to just say Matty P and not leave out his boy Paul? What do you call him? Pascal Baloney? Mr. Baloney. Mr. Baloney. Mr. Sorry. Baloney. I'm sorry, scapegoat, Mr. Baloney. Did you have your headset connected, yet, buddy? <laughs> He's probably eating turkey, bro. It's Thanksgiving, bro. He's probably eating that fried turkey on the sidelines. <laughs> oh man, I'll never. I, I think I think seeing Paul Pasqualoni that day when I was in Detroit was probably like the highlight of my. Of my <laughs> that was definitely that, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that like, was yo, who's that? We're like, oh, who's that? Mr. Baloney. <laughs> That was hilarious. I remember that I said, I remember I said it to you guys. Were like, oh shh, don't say it too loud, don't say it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, sorry. I'll give it to the scapegoat too. Mr. Bologna, I guess, is included as well. So, um. Yeah. That Lions defense is the oopsie doops of the week. Props to the Lions offense, though. All right. Speaking of the Lions offense. Um, my baller of the week. I have two of them. Um, it's it's David Blau with the job he did, and um, it was actually impressive. Like Malcolm and I watched tape the night before, two nights before, and we saw a lot of what we saw on tape, but we saw actually like him being more comfortable and him taking more shots. So I was impressed with that. An undrafted guy coming in, and then Kenny Galladay just flat out destroyed. Uh, those Prince corners Mark. didn't matter if it was Amu Kamara, didn't matter if it was Fuller. He just destroyed him. Like they, they can't cover him. Yeah, put that guy in the Pro Bowl, man. He needs to go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, man. Vote him in the Pro Bowl for Played real. With three quarterbacks this year. Yeah, three different guys throwing the ball this year. He needs to get in. Yeah, he had uh, four receptions for 158 yards and a touchdown. And then David Blau had 280 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Do you want to do a voicemail? Let's, let's, let's do a voicemail. Good voice, man. Say no more. Mail time. Because some came in the mail today. These nuts. <laughs> got him. <he. laughs> got him. <he. laughs> All right. Uh, voicemail. So, um, I got a question. And, I, you know, I just got to get something off my chest. So what I want to get off my chest is, I'm so sick and tired of people always calling me and having something negative to say about Matthew Stafford. Like, that shit, excuse my French, but I hate it with a passion. Like, Matthew Stafford was having, like, a good, almost MVP-type season. Like, it's not his part of our team, you know, not winning. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the, honestly the defense part and the coaching staff. Man. So I just feel like anybody that want to get rid of Matthew Stafford, you, you should kill yourself because Matthew Stafford is a top – quarterback in the league when he's healthy. We don't um, but my question is, I mean, all playoff hopes is, you know, is out, out the window, but um, is there any possibility, you know, any change within the, within the organization as far as, you know, GMing and, and head coaching? I like the guy from San Francisco, the D coordinator, but, you know, y'all know better than I do. You know what I'm saying? So I was just calling to get y'all opinion about that. And with us losing this game, I honestly really feel like we got a position of a top five draft pick. So, you know what I'm saying? But go Lions. Man, shout out to the call, man. Shout out to the caller, man. And and I just want to let you know, we do not promote violence. Please do not kill yourself. We do not promote any violence here. 
Um, yeah, but um, yeah, go, go on, man. No joking. All man. right. Um, I agree. Stafford is playing at an MVP level. I'd say top five quarterback instead of top ten. Balling out. Um, and then when when you look at the GM and the head coach, yeah, me and Tyler don't like him. We agree with you. And you said Robert Salah. That's a guy that's high on my list. Tyler actually kind of like mentioned him to me, and I looked into him. And I was like, all right, I like Salah. So I agree. You want to add anything to that? Um, you know, I agree. He he brought some really good points up. Um, the Stafford take was very valid. Um, the Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn take. I mean, I agree with the call completely. You know, Robert Sala is an intriguing option. I'm interested to see how he'd be as a head coach. You know, um, he's got a lot of talent down there in San Fran. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be definitely interesting. But, you know, he has revamped him. I'm going to give him credit, too, because he's made some mid-round picks look good as well. So I'm going to give credit to Robert Sala. I mean, maybe he gets a head coaching opportunity somewhere. Regardless, I'd be very shocked. I mean, I guess it is up in the air, but I'd be very shocked if Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are let go of duties after this year. I would be, personally. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford's the man. Um, and as far as the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, he has no head coaching experience. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know too much. If it happens, hey, it happens. Product of Dearborn. Dearborn, uh, Michigan. Yeah, like I said, if it, happens, if it happens, it happens, man. I'm well, you can see the players love playing for him. Like, he's celebrating. I love his energy. Like, his energy on the sidelines, I feel like the team would feed off of that. Players love playing with Patricia. and Yeah, but, like, you see no damn energy. Like, this guy, what are you like, talking about? You see when they no, win? You see the locker room? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. No, we're not doing <laughs> this. I'm cutting this now. Tyler I'm, goes and I'm talking about on the sideline. Robert Salah freaking, like, there's actually that's a guy that's players, bro. The guy that's holding back a shirt. Watch, watch a Patriots winning uh, after they win a game with with um with um Patricia. Belichick, and then watch Patricia. And you tell me who has energy. Patriots. We're not the Patriots, though. I, I, I know that. We. I'm, what I'm saying is that they have energy. Oh, yeah. No, we're done. We're done. No, we're not. No, we're not. Next question. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, I have a so. Yesterday, my my cousin told me that um, he goes dolphin with Robert Sala's brother, and um, Robert Sala's brother um, is trying to convince Robert Sala, the defense coordinator from San Francisco, to come to Detroit. And um, Ro- Robert Sala said he probably wouldn't, but he said it sounds intriguing and he could do it in the off season. I just want to ask um, if you guys um, would want Robert Sala from San Francisco as, as that coach the Lions. Thank you. Man, what the f- <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, shout out to that guy. And if we ever get Robert Salah, listen, man, DM us, okay? Have your have your friend's brother set up something with us to get Robert Salah on the, on the podcast. Anyways, all jokes aside, yeah, we, we want him, okay? And that was just a weird call. Yeah, I mean, that was just a coincidence. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't really been listening. I haven't been listening. So, I mean, like I said, same thing. Yeah, I mean... I just want a guy with the experience, a guy that knows how to win, a guy who's been there before. That's all I want. You know, I literally brought up that name like a few weeks ago. Like I told Peter about like a head coach. Game. This was like after the Raiders game. I literally brought Robert Salah's name just as bullshit, and people actually like took it like it's serious. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. talking about him now, man. Well, I mean, it's not just he, you. he's all doing the good. Media is too. It's like all over the thing. He's the next yeah. head coaching guy. He's next. Yeah. Blah blah. I mean, that's that's what winning does, man. I I really. I, I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see if he, if he ever does get the opportunity. 
because, um, like I mentioned, you know, he has a lot of talent on there. And that that was the last call. But I, I'll say this as far as like what I would want if there was a situation that they did let go Patricia. I would want either a a guy that could come in and has experience and knows how to win, and knows how to win playoff games and know how to get you you know win win a playoff game. Or I wouldn't be mad if they did hire promoted Bevel. Mm. If they promoted Bevel and then Bevel got somebody from Seattle, I wouldn't care too much because Seattle's a they're a solid yeah. franchise. It gets like a, a coordinator or a position coach from Seattle to run the defense. I wouldn't be too mad. If we got somebody from Baltimore, I'd be happy. Yeah, we got somebody from 49ers, I'd be happy too. I mean, that would probably be ideal for me. He's already there. I already know what he's going to bring to the table. Right. So you don't want the Dearborn product, Robert Sala. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just so... I don't, I don't know, man. And what makes you think like a former head coach could come in and turn this around? Well, it's just, I just want a guy that just, that's the same thing with the offensive coordinator. I will say I didn't want no more quarterback coaches. I was tired of the quarterback coaches. I didn't want no more quarterback coaches coming in, looking solid one year or half a year, and then next year forget how to coach and calling the same stuff and teams just picking up on it because they're not, they're not experienced play callers. I was saying I want a guy that could come in that been there before. You know, he played call plays before and won by calling plays. You know, that's a guy I wanted as our as our as our offensive coordinator. And we got right. back, which was great. Right. The same thing with the head coach. I want a guy that that been there before. Yeah, but who's out there? You got Mike Patton. You want Mike Patton. I mean, his defense is really good. But you know. want him as a head coach? I haven't I haven't dived in to see exactly who's out there because Jack Del Rio has never been there. Yeah, that's never the been, never like, been there. Yeah, but like no really successful coaches out there. Unless someone's retired, you could like um, if, you if could they come do that, some. I'll be happy too. You sent me the name the other day. Who was it? Um, um Bill Cowher. Yeah, him. The guy on CBS. Yeah, I mean the he was the Steelers coach. Yeah, his old Steelers coach. I mean he's <laughs> successful. Oh my. Okay, I mean, if has... Ron Rivera gets fired, most likely he is. Those are the reports coming out of Carolina. Would you want Ron Rivera? Nope. He he's a he has he has history, but he's that's the thing. Would you want Marvin Lewis? Yeah, he, he's been to the playoffs, but he's been like average. Let's bring back Jim Caldwell. Why not? You want Mike McCarthy? Eh. No, that's no, see that's no, the thing. Because, like because the guys the, you said, we already have, we already have um, Bevel. So I mean, I'm perfectly fine promoting Bevel. I'll be I'll, 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 I'll be stoked. Double call plays and and on um, head coach. Our best case scenario is that the Steelers lose out and our idiots and fire Mike Tomlin. They, that happens, and that's the thing. I don't know who's gonna get fired in the off season. Who knows? Yeah, but the Washington really wants Tomlin, and then um, the Carolina Panthers also. The owner like previously worked with Carolina. Was the owner minority owner of Carolina? So there's rumors that he wants him as well. I don't know. There's just a that's if that's if Pittsburgh ever even that's it. That, that's that's a, that's a big if. I mean, if, if yeah, I would. If never. Tomlin gets fired, he is number one on my list. <laughs> oh, I love Tomlin. He's one of my he, favorite head be, coaches in the number, league. He'll be number one on my list, and that's that's the type of guy, like a, a proven guy, like kind of like look look at what look what happened to the the Chiefs. They're looking for a coach, and they they landed on Andy Reid. I would love Tomlin. I would take him any day. Exactly. Yeah. 
He's a proven guy. He knows how to win. He's been there. You know, you know what you're gonna get from him. He's been there before. That's, that's different to me. I I do that in a heartbeat. But all right, that is a wrap to episode 63 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of talking about the Thanksgiving game. But we will be back again later this week talking about the Minnesota Vikings. If you guys want to hear it, let us know. If you guys don't want to hear it, we'll talk about something else you guys want to talk about. But that's all I got to say. Um, I guess, yeah, go Lions. All right, guys, I'm out. Before I let you guys out, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. Peace out. Apple what? Podcast or uh, music? It's on iTunes or... I I could sing a little All right, right, guys. All right, y'all. You guys are funny. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you want to call in, if you want to vent, if you just want to say what's up, give us a call. Leave a voicemail. Number is 313-355-3116. And I'm out. Peace. Patricia Slander is allowed in the calls as well. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.